Friday, everybody, and welcome into Super Regional Baseball. Eh, well, we still have another sleep before we get into it, but hey, heading into Super Regional Weekend, Tennessee at Southern Miss, the Volunteers Super Regional bound for the fifth time in program history, third straight year, and previously the Vols are 2-0 and in Super Regional play on the road, so keep that in mind. I'm Eric Kane, VolQuest.com. This is The Porch. It is brought by our great friends. I'm going to say best friends. Our best friends, Spivey King and Spivey, LLP, Matthew A. Spivey, J. Matt King, and Richard A. Spivey. You got a problem, let them find a solution for you, TN Trial and Lawyers. They specialize in criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. You can always give them a call for a free consultation at 423-245-4185. I couldn't do this without them. It's been so much fun all season long, and I want to thank them so much. Also, I want to give them a shout-out, all right? So the Spivey kids, you got Mabel, Miller, and Miriam, uh, wife Rebecca, okay, the King kids, Mason, Lillian, and wife Sarah, those families absolutely locked in, dialed in, ready to roll for the Clemson Regional. They watched every single pitch. They watched every single out, just like you and I did. And a special shout-out to Mason, who was battling strep throat the entire weekend, but battled through, gutted it out, and would not miss a pitch of Tennessee baseball. That's a memory that uh, he'll never forget. And so wanted to give a shout out as always to Spivey Keenan, Spivey LLP and those families uh, that are the backbones to uh, those gentlemen that run the show. So uh, shout out to you guys and hopefully there'll be more memories um, here, here this weekend as well as Tennessee heads down to Southern Miss. All right, that's what we're going to talk about. Tennessee Southern Miss preview the super regional play. VFL Luke Lipsius, he'll be on in 15 minutes as always. Uh, to give us his thoughts and his breakdown of the matchup and everything that he's seen. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with the big topic of the week, right? Of course, I'm done. I'm 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 tired of talking about it by now. I understand, you know, we got to talk about it on the show, and I get it you want to hear from us as well, but we've been talking about it all week. Super regional play gone down to Hattiesburg instead of Knoxville. Um I mean, just just saying that sentence. And again, I, I I keep saying I don't mean to be disrespectful. No disrespect. At some point, it comes off disrespectful. So I'm not trying to be. But I mean, come on, like Knoxville, an easy place to get to. Obviously, an accommodating ballpark. Um, it's beautiful. There's things to do in this city. Tennessee is deserving. Tennessee came out of the Clemson Regional, which is the higher seed. Tennessee's baseball playing resume. You know, you play to win the game. The resume was much better than that of Southern Miss. I don't quite understand it. Again, Southern Miss is not an undeserving host. They are 100% a deserving host. They've had a good season. They're good ball players. They're going to give Tennessee everything they can this weekend. It is going to be a ruckus environment. It's going to be a great college football uh, baseball scene down there. I promise you that. And they're a good baseball team, and they are very capable of winning this series. So they are not an undeserving host, but fact of the matter is they were one in three against SEC teams this year. Their RPI, not significantly worse at all, just a couple of slots behind Tennessee, but with regional hosting spots, so concerned with RPI and go look up who all hosted a regional and go look up where their RPI was. Uh, there, there's a direct correlation there, right? Uh, Tennessee's RPI was better. Obviously playing in the Sun Belt means Tennessee's strength of schedule was significantly better. Um, if you look at resume and resume alone, it should have went to Tennessee. But there are other factors into this, okay? There are other factors. There's accommodations. Obviously, both ballparks can, um, you know, can can accommodate uh, each you know landscape in terms of uh, hosting a super regional. Um, 
Okay, here we go. I was trying to hunt down an email. I apologize. Uh, both ballparks can accommodate uh, a fan base, can, can do a Super Regional. Both ballparks hosted a Super Regional last year. Both ballparks hosted a Regional last year. The ballpark um, at Southern Miss is slightly bigger, but there is significantly more room for standing room only. And you're going to see that on television this weekend. Okay, and so I think that had you know something to do with it as well. Also, though they don't, and I've tried to I've tried to stress this the last couple of weeks. I understand that there's no formal seating after the, the top 16 overall seats. I get that, but guys, there's a priority list. There is, and because there were so many teams in the SEC hosting and in contention to host, I feel like, and the belief is that Tennessee was down on that list a little bit, where Southern Miss was higher and maybe had or was higher on the priority ladder, if that's what you want to call it. And I think that's a big reason why they got sent to the Auburn region and Tennessee got sent to the Clemson region. Auburn was 13th overall seed. Tennessee was uh, uh, Clemson was fourth overall seed. But more than anything, and I think this is truly what made it break, made it or, or broke it. And this is not just my belief. A lot of people I've spoken to that are a lot more knowledgeable on the subject than me. And I don't mean to come off as I mean this is very much what a Tennessee fan would say and everything. And I, I'm trying you know to be professional and everything. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's about who you know. You know, whether it's you're on a committee, whether you're going up for a job, whether you're trying to, you know, whatever the case may be, and walk alive. Sometimes it's about who you know. And there's there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. There was direct correlation. There was direct connection with a couple of members on the NCAA Baseball Selection Committee to Southern Miss University, or to the University of Southern Miss. Just how life works sometimes, guys. It is what it is. So Tennessee's on the road. It is what it is, right? Tennessee never got a formal explanation from it. Uh, Tennessee was preparing as if they were going to host a Super Regional. But at the end of the day, you're alive and you can play baseball. And that's, you know, for Tony Vitello, that's all you want. You want to go play baseball this time of the year. And Tennessee is going to, you know, be able to do that. We will see We will see exactly if this happens um, in terms of once we get to the ballpark on Saturday and we see the active roster. But... Um, and, and talking with some people, I do think there could be one change of the active roster. Remember, for postseason play, in between rounds, you can change your roster. You can't do it. You can't play Saturday and then and then you know change change it on Sunday, right? It's not uh, you know Major League Baseball kind of follows the same pattern. But in between rounds, you can change and make uh, changes to that active roster. I think Jake Fitz, Fitzgibbons might not be on the roster this weekend. You could bring up Andrew Binky, who is a fellow left-handed pitcher. Remember, Tennessee only has you know three or four that can pitch. Um, you could bring in Andrew Binky, a freshman who could take his spot as a left-handed pitcher, or you could go another bat. Maybe you don't need as much pitching for a three-game series, whereas you know in Hoover and you know regional play, you need all the arms you can get. Still going to need arms. That's still going to be you know, the biggest thing in this ordeal, in my opinion. But uh, you can maybe swap out uh, an arm for a bat, and so maybe Jake Kendro. You know, Kyle Booker was not on the active roster, but. He'd be a guy I'd love to have on my bench. To, truth be told, you know, I mean, he's a good defender and a good base runner, and uh, he can run into a fastball every now and again. But he hadn't played in forever, so uh, we'll keep tabs and see if uh, that roster move is made. But I think that might be one of the only things, if any, and that might not happen um, in, in terms of roster and the, the active roster for this weekend. All right, before we get into Luke, let's take a dive into Southern Miss and exactly. Oh, real quick, let me let me talk to you about a procedure here. Um, I did email back and forth an NCAA representative for the media asking them some questions. I asked about the whole 
basically the value and the merits. What did they place? Why did Southern Miss get the bid? Tennessee did not essentially is what I ask. And they just sent me back the generic statement from the selection committee. Quote, Southern Miss and Tennessee both met the minimum guidelines and their respective bid proposals submitted before the championship began. In situations where a super regional matchup is between equally seated teams, the D1 Baseball Committee refers to the hosting proposals submitted by each school, reviews the hosting proposals submitted by each school. The committee decision is based on site selection criteria, including factors such as quality, availability of the facility, revenue potential, and attendance potential. And so that essentially was the uh, quote, the statement rather that was sent back to me. I also ask about rain. <laughs> it is going to rain this weekend, right? And, um, you know, weather changes all the time, but it looks like it's going to be gorgeous here in Knoxville. That's beside the point. Um, ask about since the three game series is set or the you know best of three series is set for Saturday, Sunday, Monday with the college world series beginning Friday, you know, if rain interferes, can they play on Tuesday? And the media rep said, I can't say for certain what they would decide to do. It'd be up to the host site manager, the NCAA rep that's there, both teams, all that. It'll be a collaborative decision, but there has been games played on Tuesday before. So if they have to, it's not unheard of, if you will, but man, that's a tight turnaround. So Wanted to ask about that. And then finally, I wanted to ask about home and away teams. You would think, okay, common sense, right? If you are hosting a regional or a super regional, you are the home team. But postseason baseball, boy, hold my beer, right? It's 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 not always the case. So I ask about that. And in regards to two teams with the same seed, Tennessee was a two seed in the uh, Clemson regional. Southern Miss, a two seed in the, uh, in the Auburn regional. Two teams advancing to Super Regionals with equal regional seedings. This is how the home and away teams will work. For Game 1, the winner of a, wait for it, coin flip will be the home team. The loser of the, wait for it, coin flip will be the home team in Game 2. A second, wait for it, coin flip will determine the home team in Game 3 if necessary. These coin flips must both be taking place during the pre-tournament meeting. The traveling team will call the coin toss for Game 1, while the host team will will call the coin toss for game three or defer the call to their opponent. Yes, that is how this process works. So hopefully on Friday, I'll get some knowledge about maybe who is the home and who is the away team. So uh, there's that. All right, finally, before we get to Luke, let's look at Southern Miss. Cliff Notes version, and, and again, I'll have all my previews up. Tomorrow, detailed look at some of these guys. This is who to be on the lookout for for Southern Miss. Um, I meant to put this in the war room, but... Uh, they've won 23 of the last 26 games. Um, they won the Sun Belt Championship in their inaugural season, knocking off Louisiana six to two in the in the Sun Belt uh, Tournament Championship game. Uh, they lost their first game in the Auburn Regional, ran the table, had to beat Penn the fourth seed twice, and they did it. Um, it's a good ball club, all right. It's a real good ball club, and their stud is right-handed pitcher Tanner Hall. You probably heard his name already, or if you watched the regional games last week, you know who he is. He is a Golden Spike semifinalist, which is equivalent to the Heisman Trophy in football. Uh, he is the Sun Belt Pitcher of the Year. And last year, again, inaugural season for Southern Miss in the Sun Belt, so they played in Conference USA last year. Tanner Hall was the Conference USA Pitcher of the Year last year. <laughs> so it's just, he's a two-time defending Conference Pitcher of the Year. He's a first-team All-American by Collegiate Baseball. That team's already out. On the season, he's 12 and 3, 212 ERA. Um, really, really good player. Opponents are averaging a 199 average against him. It's named to the all regional team. Of course, he's first team all, I mean, all Sun Belt pitcher of the year. He threw nine innings against Sanford on Friday. That game went into extra innings. Nine innings 
where he gave up one run. He threw 123 pitches in a game that they didn't win. Turned around to start the game, the elimination game on Monday, starting the game, going two innings, 30 pitches. So he threw 153 pitches in the span of four days on two full days rest. Yeah, and he gets another day to rest because the series doesn't begin on Saturday. Boy, did they catch a break there, right? Tanner Hall is a stud, and I think he's vital to the success overall for Southern Miss. If they want to win this series, their best chance to get a game is in game one with Tanner Hall, in my opinion. Uh, other pitchers that you will likely see in a starting situation. The number two, fellow righty, and all their pitchers, very much similar to Tennessee, heavy, heavy righties, okay? Also with Tanner Hall, he is not going to blow you by. He's going to, you know, breaking ball, he tops out like 80-90 with the fastball. He won't overpower you, but he's not. Got, he's got nice breaking pitches, and uh, I know Tennessee struggle with that at times. Their number two uh, has been Billy Oldham. 7-3, a 4.52 ERA. Their number three is Matthew Adams, a righty, 3-2, 4.95 ERA. Uh, a guy that has started before and has been piggybacked by probably their best bullpen arm, uh, Nico Mazza, 5-1 record, a 4.13 ERA. And a guy that they could piggyback along with him is Justin Storm. And we saw Justin Storm pitch last week in that regional title game. He was incredible. His numbers on the season, 6-2, 2.61 ERA, 28 appearances, easily a season high for, for, for that ball club. He is a good player. Um, what else? See, uh, Will Armstead is also a righty out of the pen. Uh, Storm is a lefty, by the way. But Will Armstead is a righty out of the pen, one of their better bullpen options who can also start if needed. He started a game in the conference tournament, 2-0 on the year, 180 ERA. So, again, their, their pitching's pretty solid. They've got Tanner Hall, who's a stud, Justin Storm, who's a stud, and and Will Armstead out of the bullpen, who's a stud. Storm also out of the bullpen. But then there are other starting options. I mean, sure, the ERAs are in the high fours, but they're not horrible, right? Like, you know, 452 ERA, 495 ERA, 413 ERA. It's a pretty solid club overall. And then let's look at the bats. Nobody is hotter, arguably, in the country right now than Dustin Dickerson. Auburn Regional MVP, first team all Sun Belt, shortstop. He's in 327 on the year. He had six home runs in the Auburn Regional. Wait for this. Six home runs in the Auburn Regional. He had four home runs during regular season play. So, 10 home runs on the year. But prior to this year, he hit two home runs in three seasons. And again, the dude hit four in the regular season, then six in a span of five games. Wow. Uh, dude, dude's hotter than a hiccup right now. Danny Lynch, all Sunbelt third team, is uh, a guy that hits in the heart of the order. Um, all regional, all Auburn regional third baseman. 256, 13 homers, 52 RBI. You've got Slade Wilkes, who's the designated hitter. He hits third in the order, leads the team with 20 home runs, 58 RBI, also leads the team with 58 strikeouts. You've got uh, first baseman Christopher Sargent, who hits cleanup, 262, 13 home runs, 43 RBI. The speedster you got to look out for, Dick Dickerson, has stolen 13 of 16 bags, but also center fielder Matthew Etzel, who hits leadoff, 316 average, has stolen 22 of 27 bags this year. So he's a good player. And second baseman Nick Morristair uh, hits towards the bottom of the order, but he was named to the all-regional team last weekend. 333 average, four homers, 26 RBIs. He's stolen six of six base attempts on the season. So um, pretty solid lineup. I think Tennessee's got more punch, but there's some speedsters there. There's some good hitters there. I just think this is going to be a really, really good series. Tennessee and Southern Miss. Tennessee and Southern Miss for the right to go to Omaha and play in the College World Series. Tennessee was in the College World Series two years ago. 
uh, as recently as two years ago. And uh, Southern Miss, two games, standing in the way of making a return trip. Meant to play this earlier. I'm dumb. I'm sorry. But on Tanner Hall, we asked Tony Vitello on Thursday his thoughts on Tanner Hall and what makes him so good. He's the starting pitcher, likely to get the ball Saturday night for Southern Miss. No, this is that order. I apologize, but this is Tony Vitello on on Southern Southern Miss's starting pitcher Tanner Hall. You know he um, he takes advantage of uh, hitters that are overzealous. Uh, really preys on hitters that are overzealous. And again, we go back to the point of everyone wants to give it their best. Well, it's important to define what that is because um, try hard isn't necessarily your best. And he doesn't have a lot of try hard in him. But again, if, if you got a hitter in the box that's a little overzealous, he takes advantage of him. Uh, and then he's, you know, looking for you to beat the ball into the ground. And uh, his stuff matches up with that approach. And it's worked well for him to get ground balls, in particular um, against Samford in, in the regional outing he had. I know he came back and, and threw again on Monday, but in that game in particular. Um, so, and it, it takes two to tango. He, he can face a hitter that's either really talented or has the perfect approach, but he's, he's good enough to get guys out mano a mano as well. And then as we try and get our pitchers to understand this, especially when they're freshmen, there's other things besides pitching. You got to be well-rounded at getting in a little rhythm on the mound, defending your position, holding on runners. Uh, and, and he's really well-rounded at, at all those things that you could define as extra. But as a coach, you, you throw them all in the same hat of, of being a pitcher. A lot of good stuff there from Tennessee head coach Tony Vitello on Tanner Hall, the Golden Spikes semifinalist and starting pitcher, the ace for Southern Miss, who Tennessee will likely see on Saturday night. Okay, if you're listening to this, go back and look up for some more notes in the war room from last night. We'll have a complete preview coming up uh, tomorrow morning, getting you set for Tennessee and Southern Miss. Game 1, 3 o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be televised on ESPNU. Games 2 and 3, 3 if needed. Uh, those game times and TV destinations will be made available um, after each of the ensuing games. So that'll be available shortly after Game 1 concludes. And then Game 2 if needed, that Game 3 time and TV destination will be made shortly after if needed so big weekend coming up if you're going to the game safe travels everybody have fun and um we'll see if tennessee can go to omaha let's uh let's meet you there we'll see you there right luke lipsius coming up next right here on the porch but first again i talked about him earlier and they're the reason we can do this coverage and a lot of the coverage i do this year for volquest.com it is thanks and brought to you by spivey king and spivey llp Problem? Let them find a solution for you. It's TN Trial Lawyers specializing in criminal defense, family law, and personal injury, examples of which could be DUI, homicide assault. Um, you've got divorce, custody, alimony, parental rights, personal injuries such as car wrecks, accidents, and injuries. With over 80 years of combined experience, Spivey King and Spivey LLP provides representation throughout the state and federal courts of Northeast Tennessee. The firm has got a vast amount of a trial experience and practice that's been in place for 43 years with this partnership forming in 2012, while also having partners who are energized for today's modern legal demands. Practicing primarily in Northeast Tennessee, the Tri-Cities of Sullivan County, as well as Hawkins County, Washington County, and surrounding areas, the firm has won multiple awards for attorneys who are rated by super lawyers in the Mid-South with real trial experience. 
Whether you're injured in a car accident, need a divorce, help with custody, uh, five for your children, or have been accused of a crime, they are there to help you. Go see them in person today at 142 Cherokee Street in Kingsport, Tennessee. A free consultation if you call this number right now at 423-245-4185. And as always, you can go visit them online at Spivey King and Spivey. LLP.com. Luke Lipsius coming up next right here on the porch. Luke, super regional time. Third straight year. Tennessee is back in supers. It'll take on Southern Miss first and foremost. How exciting is that now as a fan of Tennessee baseball, obviously a former player, to see Tony Vitello and the boys back in some familiar territory? You know, it's absolutely incredible. At the start of the season, if you asked me if we were supers bound, I would have told you yes. Halfway through, I would have said no shot, and now we're <laughs> back to yes. Um, so I think it's what everyone expected going into the season, and then we had that little turnaround in the middle, you know, and so it's where we belong. With the way Tony's run the program, um, he's doing such good things to it. The talent there is unbelievable. I think we've mentioned throughout this whole podcast that Tennessee has the makeup to make a deep run in the postseason. You know, this is just another stop along the way. Um, but just the fashion in which they did it, too, is is incredible. That regional was, was so exciting. Um, <clears throat> but I'm so excited for them to see what they do with this opportunity. I think they got a great draw, minus having to play on the road for that super. Uh, but all in all, a great opportunity and super excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, I want to ask you about that draw here in a moment, but you kind of mentioned, um, yeah, the, the ingredients have always been there. And it was almost like you saw it work out to perfection last weekend. Like, they they threw A.J. Russell on Sunday at the very end just to get him work. I mean, he was ready to go for Monday if needed. Uh, Cannon Sewell could have finished that ball game. I think Seth Halverson could have come back and pitched on Monday if needed. I mean, arms upon arms upon arms, and then – of course, the bats came alive. Christian Moore was incredible. Zane Denton, some clutch hits. But that 14-inning thriller, how about that? And the stage that they won that in front of a home crowd that was just wild. I mean, it felt like Tennessee could not win that game a couple of weeks before that. But that just shows you how much it's grown and matured. Yeah, the, the regional, you know, they've been playing really well towards the end of the season. But even the regional felt like, a new and different team. They just, like you said, the pitching plan was executed to perfection. They still had so many arms, so many options. The bats, of course, came alive. Um, getting timely hits, people leading off innings, good ABs, the whole nine yards. But, I mean, just the the scene was set for that game. You know, you got a rematch, basically, of what happened in the fall with football. You know, Clemson, Tennessee, Orange versus Orange, whatever. All this hoorah. And to do what they did for <laughs> – they played well the whole game. Clemson's starting pitcher, amazing. Um, I think he's going up for that two-way pitch or two-way award or whatever it is. Um, Do- Dolly pitched, pitched his butt off, you know, just a great overall game. And then to be down to your last strike after right, – let's, let's even just start in, in that ninth inning. You know, you get two, two fairly quick outs, single – single and then to be down to your last strike and Denton do what he does you know you go up one they end up coming back in the bottom which kudos to them that's what good teams do um and then there was that whole mess in the in the 10th or the 11th with the double play and then of course we end up walking or not walking it off going ahead and you know going on and winning uh but it was just an incredible game 
and such a confidence boost. Whoever won that game inevitably inevitably was going to win the regional, and I wholeheartedly heartedly believe that. Um, but just some some more confidence that you can win on the road. I would expect nothing less than than to see us in black on Saturday night. <laughs> um, and it's it's just great for the guys. And you know that was a Tennessee nail biter, like we've seen in 2022, like we saw in 2021. Um, of course, they're still going to get compared to them, but I, I think it's just amazing to see them coming out of that regional on top and the way they did it even better. Chase Burns, I mean, what more can you say? You come on, Dolander pitched his tail off like you mentioned. You got to go get him. And then to have a guy in the pen, and it's been this way for a couple of months, I get it, but to have a guy in the pen that can throw as hard as he can and has stuff like him and Went on and threw a season high out of the bullpen. Of course, extra innings, 99 pitches, um, stones. I mean, it was huge. And, and you mentioned the 10th inning where essentially he just tells Tony V, go back in the dugout, I got it. Strikeout, double play. I mean, Chase Burns, you you didn't want to move him out of the starting rotation, but you knew when you did that for moments like this, it could come back and really help you. And boy, again, it played out to perfection. Yeah, he is – such a great piece to have in the back of the bullpen when other teams see him coming in. And I know this because I've played against guys like that. You're just like, Holy crap. Like, what are we going to do? It's just that presence he has. Everyone knows what he can do and he just does it. Um, and yeah, the fact that he can go as long as he can again is just so critical in the postseason where pitching is so important um, and just the way you manage it. And the fact that he goes out, throws 99 pitches, gives up just the one run, um, absolutely amazing. He's such – it's just so electric when he comes in the game because you know something's going to happen. It's just so wild to me that Tennessee used three pitchers for a 14-inning ball game. I mean, you talk about setting yourself up for Saturday and Monday if needed. Just three pitchers in a 14-inning ball game. Um, do want to ask you this, you've been in many, many dugouts, been on many, many teams. You've been in this program the last, you know, 10, 12 years or whatever. Um, <laughs> baseball players are unique is in like you, they, they turn on a personality. You kind of, they're so, um, each player's different. Sometimes each team is different, but you, your personality really shows. And so what's that line to where, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Andrew Lindsay went to Tony Vitello last week and say, Hey, give me the ball on Thursday. I'm going to pitch or Friday and I'm going to pitch and. You know, he went out there and pitched and did well. Chase Burns said, Tony, go back to the dugout. This is my game. And Tony's like, okay, I will. It, it's not disrespectful. It's competitiveness. What's that line there? Yeah, so, um, I mean, V is always one to favor competitive over not. Of course, uh, with, with the reputation Burns has, he can tell them to do whatever. Of course, they're going to make the final decision. But in that instance, you know, we've seen – instances where Burns has gotten himself into trouble and gotten himself out. So he earns the ability to do that, especially in situations like that. And you just got to let the big dog ride. It could have also been a, um, hey, like this is basically a win-win because if you keep him in, he does well, you ride him, whatever. If you keep him in, he doesn't do well. Let's say we lose the game. You've only burned two pitchers that game. Of course, you have burned Burns. And so it's just that's where the line and that's where the the decisions like that go. Now, on the line of like being competitive and stuff, you know, if you've given up five homers and V walks out there and you tell him, hey, no, I want to pitch. He's going to say, shut up, get on the bench. But like, yeah. 
up up to that point, um, nothing much happened besides, of course, the run in the ninth. Um, and so, you know, you have confidence in your guy and you see him wanting to compete. And so for V, he would always favor the competitive attitude versus like, crap, like my time's over, like you're right, blah, blah, blah. If you're fighting for your role, um, then he's going to put you in. We've seen two instances, like you mentioned, where guys are fighting for their role, ending up in good and in uh, doing well. You know, you've got that good karma with you when you do fight for something that you want to take. All right, we're going to get to Southern Miss here in just a second, but Tennessee Southern Miss coming up this weekend in Hattiesburg, going to be a great environment. I uh, know that, but I do want to ask you this too, and it's unique for you because you played on the team last year. You guys, you know, we talk about it all the time. You are the best team in college baseball. It wasn't even close. You know, number one overall seed, all that. A season comes to an end in supers, of course. That's, that's unfortunate, but that's how baseball is sometimes. This team reaches supers. We'll see if they can reach Omaha. But, man, it wasn't easy. And I'm not saying it was picture perfect for you guys, but this team had to go through growing pains. This team had to figure out its outfield, its starting catcher, um, its starting pitcher. I mean, it had to figure a lot of things out. And I think both are sweet, don't get me wrong, but I do think they're different. Um, this one might be more – I don't. again, you guys worked hard. You earned every bit of it. And so I don't want to say that this one's more fulfilling than that one, but it's just kind of a different series where you guys are both going to the Supers, but it was in two completely different routes, if you will. Yeah, well, if you won't say it, I will. I think this season <laughs> is more fulfilling than there what happened the last season. Um, you know, when when you – are that number one overall seed, especially in the fashion that we did it. You don't want to think it, but everything you do is almost a lose-lose, yeah. right? So you win a game, it's like, all right, we expect that. You lose a game, it's like, what the heck? So how can you win? Well, you win, I guess you beat a team by 20, whatever it is. Um, but so the way that they have rallied together, um, closed out the season well, they started hot in that regional it is a little bit more fulfilling on the team too, because you see a group of guys that come together halfway through the season and they're like, holy moly, this stuff is fun. Let's keep on playing for each other. Chemistry gets higher, all this good stuff. And also, I mean, I'm a big believer in, in superstition, karma, the, the, um, the, the curse of the number one, you know, I think they're mm -hmm. poised better to make a deeper run than we were last year, just on a superstitions point of view um it's it's it seems like it's never that uh that team you think is gonna win it is gonna win it especially these last few seasons so i really like our odds i like what they've been doing i like how they've been playing um and i i do think that they have whatever luck from the baseball gods on their side knock on wood and of course they got the magic and tony v and all that talent they got and as long as southern miss didn't wear black jerseys tennessee's gonna wear those black jerseys no matter how hot it is right Oh my God! If if we keep winning, then you will never see us not wear that black jersey. <laughs> you can you can ask any of the guys uh, from last year's team. Nobody was surprised that we wore black on either Saturday or Sunday. So yeah, Tony V is is definitely the most superstitious one out there. <laughs> All right. So what were your immediate thoughts? Uh, Tennessee does not get to host the super super regional. Southern Miss is deserving. I talked about it earlier in the show, but they're deserving and they're accommodating. They hosted one last year as a Tennessee. Uh, but the committee chooses Southern Miss instead of Tennessee. Your thoughts on that? And as a player on this team, kind of, you just you can't think about that. You just got to go play, right? Yeah. So um, I'm gonna speak candidly. So just in my experience with 
Tennessee and getting regionals and postseason stuff and all this stuff from the NCAA, it seems like every draw we have is a bad draw, right? So that 2021 season, we got Wright State, which was arguably the best offense we had played that year. We have a really good Liberty team. Last year comes back. We have um, Georgia Tech, Campbell, two teams that basically lead the nation with us in home runs. Um, And so it's like when I saw that Southern Miss won and I knew it was going to be a flip between both, I was like, all right, they're probably going to give it to Southern Miss just because they want to give us the more adversity than, than we actually deserve or need. Um, with that being said, I also think last year Southern Miss hosting a super does play into it because we see that they can host. They bring out a really good crowd. You know, let's switch it up. We've already seen supers in Tennessee. I guess we've already seen one in Southern Miss, but, you know, let's, let's send it to them. As a player, I know from the teams that I played on, if we got sent to Southern Miss, it would piss us off and it would make us want to play better to be like, why would you guys do that? Uh, it's not cool. We're just going to come in here, run, roll it through, um, which I think based on how they're playing are going to be the vibes from this team. Like, hey, you don't get to do that to us and not have consequences. So I feel bad for Southern Miss that they have to deal with that. Um, but also, you know, it's, it's just another challenge on the road. It'll be fun. New atmosphere. Um, I don't think anyone's ever played at Southern Miss from the squad. So it's, it's going to be a really good series. Yeah, it's going to be a great environment, no doubt about it. There's going to be, like, they got a ton of standing room only. We're going to see that on TV. Um, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be what college baseball is about. Uh, and it would be even better if Tennessee could, you know, silence them, you know, with a series mm-hmm. win. That'd be neat. All right, you look at Southern Miss, man, one of the hottest teams in the country. They've won 23 of their last 26. Of course, they had to run the table to win the Auburn Regional, winning twice against Penn Sunday and Monday. Um, Tanner Hall is an absolute stud on the mound. Uh, Dustin Dickerson, the shortstop, who hit four home one, four home runs in the regular season, hit six home runs in regional play. So he's somebody to look out for. It's a team that pitches it well and really hits it well. It's it's a very well rounded ball club. Uh, when you look at Southern Miss, or maybe when you saw saw them play last weekend, if maybe you caught them, kind of what stands out to you about them? Yeah, well, you know, they're they're a super regional team. Like you said, they got that one dog and then a good support staff on the mound. And then, of course, they got a guy that – that player that breaks out in the postseason. There's always a guy or two that breaks out in the postseason. Um, but, but like you said, they're going to be well coached. They're going to throw the ball well. They're going to hit the ball well. Um, so they're your typical super regional team. Um, and so it, it's going to be a good squad. I like how we match up just because our talent is is also there. We got guys getting hot at the right time. Uh, but like you said, it's that Friday night game is going to be electric. You know, you got dog versus dog. Um, and of course, they're playing their home state, you know, uh, but it's it, they're they're a really good team. And, and we'll have we've already played one of the hottest teams in the nation, you know, in Clemson. So I don't think we have to worry too much about all that hoorah around it. So it, it'll be a really good series, a well-fought series, and I think a really clean series. Yeah, that was that was Tennessee's best defensive performance all year. Mm-hmm. Didn't, ma- didn't make an error, multiple double plays, throwing guys out at second base at home. I mean, t- Tennessee finally looked like it was playing up to its potential. And, and you know, coaches are always going to say this, but earlier this week, Tony Vitello was like, we can still get better. And, and of course you can. But, man, it, it looked clean last weekend for sure. I thought that was one of the big storylines. 
Uh, last thing I want to ask you, man, I'm not asking for a prediction because we're not going to do that. We did that earlier in the year and it didn't work yep. out, but <laughs> give, give me somebody that's going to be a dog this weekend for Tennessee. I forgot who you said last week, but they were all dogs. They were all dogs. Somebody who's going to be a dog. You know, it's, it's tough to make a prediction like that. I think Simo keeps on doing what he's doing. I think he's the type of guy that feeds and thrives off of the emotion and the, the pageantry and all that good stuff. So I think we'll see him. Uh, keep on going out. And then I think Dickie. Dickie is going to be the Dickie dog. Those are my two predictions. Um, hopefully they don't let me down. And of course, I want Burke to do well, but that's a, more of a, a personal preference because I love watching him hit like 500 foot homers. Real quick on that, man. Had three hits in Saturday's game. They lifted him for a pinch runner as they should have. Mm -hmm. Get speed on there. He represented the tying run. They didn't know the game was going to go 14 innings, but he had a throw to the plate, got somebody out. He had a good scoop, I believe, to, for a double play. He had three hits in that game, which was awesome. Very frustrating night on Friday. And then how about Ethan Payne coming in, playing first base, and in that 4-6-3 double play to get him out of the top of the 10th, he had the stretch mm -hmm. back up first baseman. That was some good baseball from Tennessee first baseman on, on Saturday. Yeah, and so the way he's, the way he's trending, and this is all just me – speaking baseball kind of yeah. if you're getting out of a slump it doesn't happen by hitting homers it happens by having good at bats and contributing that i like to say it builds your karma and then you go off and so what we saw from burke um saturday sunday where he's not lighting up the scoreboard whatever he's getting singles he is driving in runs that we need you know even on uh, on sunday against charlie he had a uh, that that's RBI sack fly. I think it yeah. made the lead two or three, whatever it was. But at bats like that, that you can be confident in, um, and that you can carry with you into a series like a super regional to where you can break out. So I'm I'm hoping for good stuff. I think we'll see a lot more confident swing swings from him. Uh, but yeah, then Payne, of course, everyone loves him. He's just a a downright grinder um so whenever he gets in i want him to do well and that stretch was awesome just what we needed that was awesome because i didn't think he'd be on the active roster and mm -hmm. not only was he on the active roster he played a major ma put down two sack bunts as well i mean again yeah. uh love postseason baseball because you just never know where you're gonna get it you never Luke, know. appreciate it man thanks so much hopefully we'll be doing this again next week going to omaha and uh we'll see what tennessee does this weekend all right Yes, yeah, going to be exciting. Hopefully, we'll be talking again. <laughs> All right, Luke, appreciate it, man. That is VFL Luke Lipsius, home run champion of the Tennessee baseball program, former Tennessee first baseman and co-host of The Porch with Eric Kane, brought to you by our great friend Spivey King and Spivey LLP. Uh, all right, that's going to do it. I'm, um, I'm excited to watch some baseball. I am. I am not excited about getting in a car and driving seven and a half hours. Uh, but I am excited about baseball. I'm not excited about rain, so maybe we'll get to see some baseball in between raindrops this weekend. Whatever the case may be, a chance to go to Omaha. Two games stand in the way between Tennessee and Omaha, Hattiesburg and Omaha. That is the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Follow all the coverage at VolQuest.com, at VolQuest underscore on three, and at underscore Kaner on Twitter. Can't thank you guys enough. Can't thank Luke enough, and can't thank our friends Spivey King and Spivey LLP enough. Give them a call today for a free consultation if you have the need at 423-245-4185. Appreciate you guys as always. Stay safe this weekend if you're traveling. Thanks so much for listening to The Forum.